Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thanks to JLD Hot Sauce and Knives, Saints Happy Hour listeners now get to listen to the complete version of our weekly Twitter spaces the entire football season. If you want award-winning hot sauces like Boot Jolica or Reaper Madness Special Reserve, go to www.jldsharpsauce.com. They have incredible jellies such as palm and pepper. They also have an incredible selection of handmade knives for cooking, hunting, and your outdoor needs. Go check out the Zombie Killer Quartering Cleaver and tell me it's not the best damn quartering cleaver you ever saw in your entire life. Jerry Embler is a tremendous supporter of Saints Happy Hour, so we're asking you to support the people who support Saints Happy Hour. Go to www.jldsharpsauce.com to get the best hot sauces and knives at the best prices anywhere. Use promo code SAINTSHAPPYHOUR and get 10% off. That's www.jldsharpsauce.com. Hey, Ralph. Ralphie, Andrew, and Dave. All right, I got uh, a little intel. Your Saints Happy Hour podcast? Yeah, yeah. It's a joke, all right? And I'll tell you why. You, Ralph, you mispronounce everything, okay? I listen, I go, what the... Does he not know the English language? All right, Ralph. I try to get an English class in there every now and then, okay, pal? Now, Andrew! Think you're smart, huh? Think you're smart? You're in big trouble, pal. You piece of shit like you for breakfast. And then, of course, there's Dave. Dave, a little obnoxious. Got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, huh? You gotta get, cut people down all the time. Is that what you gotta do? But uh, know that life is good. Appreciate it. Do what you do. Keep on keeping on. Shoot out. <laughs> all right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast. It's Wednesday, so that means we're on Twitter Spaces. We do this every week, either Wednesday or Thursday. We're on Twitter Spaces. And it gives us a chance to interact with you guys, do a live show. You can uh, ask us questions. You can talk about the Saints. And because of JLD, Hot Sauces and Knives, you get the entire episode for free. We are proud to be presented by JLD, Hot Sauces, Hot Sauce and Knives. Uh, go to them for all your hot sauce and knives needs. All right, guys. Uh, Andrew's going to be joining us in a minute. He's uh, beating a 55-year-old woman at tennis, so he'll hop in. But uh, tonight, I wanted to, to bring up an interesting topic, which we'll get to in a minute. The Saints don't really have any news. We're, we're still kind of waiting on the Camara suspension. Uh, Florio dropped a little nugget that the Saints are bracing for a six-game suspension from Camara, and then Camara <laughs> said... Can you tell us when Jesus is coming back to earth? He tweeted at Florio. So he doesn't seem too concerned about it. So that's really uh, kind of the only piece of Saints news that's um, brewing out there. The other piece was Peyton Turner announced today. He, he's cleared. He had some shoulder surgery uh, and some other things that he had to work through. But he's healthy and ready to go. He, he said you know, he was disappointed about his season last year, but he's hoping for a better thing. And then Cam Jordan said to get in better shape, rookie. Um, so that's interesting. But the main thing uh, I want to talk to, and I, actually, you know what? I want to get uh, I want to get uh, Dr. Thomas on um, just because he's been great and he can break, he, he breaks down injuries for us. Some major ones, minor ones. Uh, Dr. Thomas, I just uh, sent you a, a request to speak. When you when you uh, accept that, we'll uh, we'll get to talking about injuries. But the the thing that I want you guys to speak, we got a freaking about football, and then we got Jay Bordeaux. I want to talk about Mark Ingram. And here's the thing: Mark Ingram, I believe, we all know he's a lock for the Saints Hall of Fame, hundred percent lock. When he retires, the the mandatory waiting period. Goes through, boom, he's in. But 
get in the ring of honor. And remember, the ring of honor, you're talking Ricky Jackson. You're talking Willie Rofe. You're talking Ricky Jackson. Archie Manning. Drew Brees is going to be in there. You got Will Smith. So you're talking about the best of the best, right, of Saints history. For Mark Ingram, I feel like he's got to drop another 700 to 1,000 yard season to get into the ring of honor. But I got uh, I got Dr. Thomas. Dr. Thomas, I want you to answer the Mark Ingram question. What do you think Mark Ingram has to do to get into the ring of honor? And then we'll talk about some, some Saints injury stuff. I have no idea. Those <laughs> kind of questions make me nervous, but but medical questions don't. I guess, I mean, I, I think um, I think some people were on the right track last week when they talked about he just needs to get on PEDs for about six games. It doesn't matter if they find out and he gets suspended. He can just retire after the season, and he's going into the, the ring of honor anyway. That's right. He could, he, he that'll could, be a nice career in. He could he him. could take the PEDs and just be amazing for the first six weeks and run for like 550 yards. And then he pees in a cup and it glows and they suspend him. Um, but I want to talk to you about some, about some injury stuff. And, you know, you had said that you were concerned about Michael Thomas because of, you know, that he waited so long to have the surgery that it becomes – you put it off and it becomes more difficult. But I, I, the questions I have for you, and I know you're not with the Saints and it's hard to diagnose, but what are you looking for for signs of sort of trouble, like signs of trouble? Like if, if you're reading things in the summertime and, and, and Thomas is slow to practice or he's not practicing, what sort of like, keywords or hints will you be reading to try to glean stuff as a doctor when you're reading oh he hasn't practiced yet he, it's been two weeks since camp starting he hadn't practiced what sort of things will you be looking for when you read these reports that like give you red flags or will interest you to see how he's progressing along if he hits bumps in the road and it doesn't go smooth well I mean the fact that we haven't actually seen him do a whole lot yet is a little concerning, mm-hmm. but it just, it, I guess it doesn't really surprise me either because he obviously had a pretty significant injury, whatever it was waiting around to get it worked on. But I think the main thing you need to look out for is uh, when he's, when will he start cutting like running in a straight line is, mm-hmm. is one thing, but um, that's not really testing the type of damage that he had. And mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's seen him. No one's seen him cutting hard on the field, right? It's just been the straight line. It's just been the straight line. That's right. Video. That's it. I mean, there's a reason for that. He's not, they're probably not allowing him to cut yet, or at least not at that speed. It's probably very, um, it's more like dynamic stuff. So when we see, stuff. so if we see him in practice and he's, even if it's like three quarter speed or whatever, and he's running like out patterns, even if it's seven on seven, like that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Yeah, but, that's a good sign. But if you, the if, sooner he starts, the sooner they start allowing him to do that, the sooner that everything looks great to them on imaging. They're probably doing a lot of follow-up imaging to make sure he probably had some kind of they call it an osteochondral lesion, lesion or um, like an issue with the cartilage and the bone. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Possibly from waiting so long and that stuff, 
takes a really long time to heal and you cannot stress it too much because it gets pissed off and it's really fickle. So they're just taking their time with him and, um, it's not really good or bad. It just is. I would say it's actually kind of expected, but I, I still think he'll get back for the season. We just why need does to start it take so long? Cut he, why part. does that take so long to heal? Because that stuff has a poor blood supply, and um, it becomes a complicated injury in that it goes. It can go. It can involve both the cartilage and the bone underneath. And anything that involves the cartilage usually involves an articular surface and things get uh, complicated because you, you have articulations, you have bone grinding on bone. There's very, very large forces go through the knee and the ankle, like significant, like just go walking up the stairs, the force going through your knee at a walking pace is like seven times your body weight or wow. something like that, just as an example. Yeah. So it's significant. And imagine all the physical stuff he does in the field playing aggressively like he does. Yeah, and the, the other thing I want to ask you is uh, Jameis, of course, is coming back from the knee, and he's doing his goofy workout videos, and we love them. Um, but is there anything when you are watching Jameis, when you see when you watch practice video or you watch him in preseason or whatever, is there anything that you look at as far to, as far as like his body mechanics and how he's running, how he's walking, that is going to be well, you'd be like, "Oh, that's really great news." He looks, he looks really far along. He's right, he's right on it. Or you'd be like, mm, you know, because I mean, he was, he was at the mini camp, and I was like, I was kind of like, oh, he's kind of limping around. It's, I mean, I'm glad he's with his teammates throwing the ball, but it's not looking so good. Limping's okay. At his stage, he had a he had a meniscal injury on top of ACL. Uh, so it's going to take him a while to get rid of that limp. That's also expected. Everyone can just um, settle in tight about that. There's nothing – that's not a big deal. It doesn't surprise me. Uh, he'll get rid of the limp, and he'll probably keep a brace on there. A lot of people do. It just makes you feel better. Uh, but I don't know that there's anything else specifically to watch for other than um, the same thing. Are they letting him um, – scramble out of the pocket or they're letting him um, cut real sharp and real hard. It's kind of the same thing with the type of knee injury he had is kind of a complex injury and a lot goes through the knee. Uh, But right now they're just working on making sure that his mechanics of his throwing motion and all of the kinetic chains that are involved with that, that he keeps those sharp. That's why you see a lot of those weird videos. He's basically (laughs) working on (laughs) He's he's going about it in a, a, a roundabout way, <laughs> kind of uh, an unusual training style. But it's all it does the same thing um, as all the more conventional stuff. Yeah, he's just a goofy dude. He likes the goofy. Hey, is, you know, the, the thing is with with Jameis though, his goofiness is it's really endearing. Like we made fun of eat the W when he was with Tampa, but like seeing it up close for going on year three, like he's just a goofball. And I, the fact the the thing that I like about him is after he did the eat the W, like he didn't run from it. Like he, he, he's leaned in harder on the, on the, on the goofballness, which is kind of endearing because clearly it's him. It's not. It's not like an act. He's just kind of a different kind of. He's just kind of a different kind of kind of dude, and he's kind of a goofball. But Doctor Thomas, he's got a little. He's got a little self-deprecation to him, and uh, that's that's unusual in an NFL player. Yeah, it is, and 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 uh, it's great. And Tom, Doctor Thomas, thanks for thanks for joining us and giving sure. us injury updates. And I know it's it's more fun to diagnose Saints uh, injury updates text from me than me and my uh, my many st- <laughs> my many stomach ailments. It- which, by the way, I played basketball with my six year old son today, and I went up for a rebound, and my abdomen was like, "Old man, what are you doing?" So, so, so it's old age. So it's old. So it's old. It's old age and some sort of muscle damage. But thanks, thanks for thanks again for giving us injury updates, Doctor Thomas. All right, I want to go to um, I want to go to to back to the uh, back to the uh, Mark Ingram discussion, and I want to talk to uh, freaking about football and Jay Bordeaux freaking about football. What do you think Mark Ingram has to do to get into the Ring of Honor? And whatever you think that is, 
is it achievable for him in 2022 or is he like too old and washed up to get there? Well, uh, first of all, congrats on y'all's award. Thank you. We're super excited. Yep. And then, so he either has to, I, I think it has to be something like, like his 2018 ish season where he's like 700, 800 yards or something. Uh, the only other way I could see it if he doesn't get that, and I don't think he can get that. I don't think he's at like the age where he can like continuously carry for an entire season. The only other way I could see it is if like if he has like the Jerome Bettis effect from like the Steelers in 05, where like oh, yeah. the Steelers are like struggling and they're like seven and five, and I think like they played the Bears and Jerome Bettis had like that hundred yard game and it just turned their season around. Like, if he had something like that, like, versus the Rams or something, where he's, like, kind of struggling through the season, the Saints are, like, in the middle of the pack, and, like, he has, like, this great 100-yard, two-touchdown game, and it propels the Saints to this, like, great playoff run, where even if they don't win the Super Bowl, it gets, like, the NFC Championship or something. I was was just thinking that, freaking about football. The thing that I was thinking was, he's okay during the year, right? And for whatever reason, the Saints get in the playoffs, and he has the 2006 Deuce McAllister game versus the Eagles, yeah. where it's just like, yeah, he only ran for he only ran for 400 yards during a regular season, but for whatever reason, in this playoff game, he just carried it 25 times for a buck 30 and two touchdowns. I think that alone would like it would be so memorable that it might get him into the Ring of Honor. And look, the Ring of Honor for the Saints. It's the best of the best. Like, bes- it's like what's that? It's weirdly, it's weirdly difficult to get into given the Saints' history before Breeze and Payton. It's like the weirdest. It's like the weirdly like difficult, the most difficult ring of honor to ever get into. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, look, Will Will Smith. I feel like is deserving, but he had the off the field tragedy, which sort of yeah. is sort of part of his. But 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 I. But you know what? As a Saints fan, I love that Will Smith is up there because I, I just right. feel like it's important. You know, I feel like Gleason should be up there, and they should honor. Yeah. I know Gleason has a statue, but I feel like they should put Gleason in there too because Gleason is part of part of Saints. He should be in the Ring of Honor too, and we should right. do it and celebrate him while he's alive and. That's the thing, but but besides, I mean, it's hard to get into. You're talking, you're talking to people in Canton mostly. Archie Manning, um, yeah. You know, what is it Sam Sam Mills? So I mean, uh, it's very difficult to get in. And, and I think, like, even though you look at, you know, a lot of people on Twitter were like, he's already in there. I'm like, no, he's not. I don't think being the career rushing leader for the Saints, I don't think that's enough to get him there. I think he's, I think yeah. he's got to do, I think he's got to do a little more. But the thing is. It's there for him. Like, if he's healthy and if he still has something left in the tank, like I think the Saints want him to be the number two running back. So I think right. there's, I think there's a chance that he could get that he can get there. You know. Well, here's the thing. Like, he's never going to go down as because he, like, he was a really, really good running back, but like, he doesn't have like the peaks that like Ricky Williams, Deuce, like e- AK, like he's not on like that level. So he's never going to be like. Oh yeah, he was like the best running back we ever saw play in a Saints uniform. But oh. like, it has to be something where it's not just a career. Like, if he's like one of those guys where he's like career caps off, like in like we remember it forever, like you said in the playoff game, then yeah, that like. I, but I feel like that's the only case where he gets in. Even if he like you know gets like six hundred, seven hundred yards or something, like I still think like the Saints will be like, yeah, you were a really good running back. You're going to the Hall of Fame, but like. You weren't anything like Hall yeah, of Fame. Like, I mean, it's like it's like Lance Moore. He's a clear Saints yeah. Hall. He's a clear Saints Hall of Famer, but he's nowhere near the Ring of Honor. Exactly. You know. Um, so thanks for joining us, freaking about football, and 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 you know the the thing with 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 Ingram, I'll say, is, and me and Andrew are for for July, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna review old. Saints games. We're gonna watch. We're gonna find them on YouTube, and we're gonna watch them. And they have a lot of random, weird old Saints games. You can go back into the '70s. They have whole ones on there. But we're. I'm looking for. 
I'm not looking to do like famous. We're not looking to do like famous Saints games where like the Meech around game. Like everybody knows the Meech around game. Everybody knows the 2009 game when the Saints played Dallas. You know, um, these famous games. We don't want to do famous. We do like random games, but I don't want to go too far back because like the 80s, it's fun. And we're going to do like a Saints when they stomped the Falcons as the first one in 87. But I was looking for weird ones. Man, people forget. Deuce McAllister in 2002, 3, 4, he was a freaking animal. I was watching a game where they played the the 2002 Saints. They started out 6-1. and one. They collapsed down the stretch because Brooks got hurt. He played against Green Bay. He had like a buck 30 rushing, and he had two runs called back that would have added like 70 more yards. Like peak Deuce McAllister was a freaking animal animal before I mean he he blew out his knee a couple of times and still managed to just sort of change himself the beginning of Peyton where he was just like a war horse and the speed was gone and he was just a straight power I'll just run over you guy which was in which was interesting most running backs aren't necessarily capable of doing that but deuce to kind of transform him that into this speed merchant that ran kind of upright until the two transform himself into this battering ram in 2006 was really cool but Jay Bordeaux what do you got for me what does Mark Ingram have to do to get into the Saints ring of honor what does he have to do in 2022 to get there because he's probably got maybe one more year left with the Saints well let's just say that um well we already know that Aaron Brooks is in the Hall of Fame which I kind of laughed at that because the next Hall of Fame would have been the sidelines because Aaron Brooks always throws it to the sidelines on <laughs> every other down. That's why you could go for that. But um, for the ring round, I was looking at it because I was saying, man, it's such a shame for Mark Ingram because he had not one but two cracks at the Super Bowl. The one we already know that he got screwed over with the refs. We we don't have to we don't have to beat the dead horse about that. But the other one I would go back to 2011 when we had that awesome offense the historic one and what kills me and i think to me i think the 2011 loss was way worse than the the screw job because had we survived the 49ers they play the giants at at home and they boat race them yep yeah because like yeah you think the giants were gonna roll over and beat us and no no no, we we had a much better chance at that super bowl more uh, more than this the the Super Bowl that we got screwed over with you know with the refs and all that but i think for the ring of honor i think you're right drew Brees will get in i think marcus colson should get in because <laughs> he has yeah. the, the he should and i and i'm on this campaign to put him in the goddamn hall of fame the actual hall of fame and I always get the 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 joke, oh, he didn't get to the Pro Bowl. Well, the Pro Bowl was for fan voting. It's mm-hmm. not the old school uh, Pro uh, Pro Bowl vote. The problem, the, the, problem, it was, the problem for Colston and the problem for any wide receiver that their career is, is over now is wide receiver numbers are getting bananas. And it's sort of the opposite of baseball where, like, you have to recalibrate what a pitcher in the Hall of Fame is because they the pitchers, they start less games, they pitch less, they pitch less innings and all this. So you have to sort of bump it down. For the wide receiver mm-hmm. in the NFL, it's the opposite. Like, if you're not churning out 14 or 1,300-yard years, you really have a hard time. And Colston, like, he just – like, he, I, I'm not disagreeing with you that, that I think he's closer to Canton than people – around the country like to think but the wide receiver bar is just going to be so high and so ridiculous he has he has he yeah. has zero shot but the saints ring of honor 100 percent get him in there but you think yeah. about the ring of honor though you only got so many spots you can i go well i guess you go around once but i yeah you got you got you got limited space for the ring of honor for the saints so like what's the what's the limit for the ring of honor like is there a actual limit because you could because i don't think the 49ers with their world class of you know talent that they had they probably had like a like a like a sea of all uh ring of honors or the Steelers Dallas does too but I mean like but I guess you could go two. you could go you could go where they do it and then you could do another tier somewhere else but 
I mean, you can only go you can only go around the stadium. Uh, but I, I think Col- Col- I think Colston will get in there. But dude, but Ingram, like I think Ingram's probably got to get close. He's got to get close to a thousand more yards as, as a. He will. I think he will be if he does not get in. He will be the closest person to get into the ring of honor that does not get it. Because, like I said, he had two cracks at getting an actual Super Bowl ring and got shafted. You know, the one with the screw yeah. job and the one in 2011. Because had he gotten out at least one of those Super Bowls, he would have been an auto in. Because, like I said, he well, had yeah, the most. Like 2009. Everybody. Well, yeah, he'd been he'd have been the leading rusher all time in Saints history and a Super Bowl champion. That would come and get him. It's like the 2009 Super Bowl team. Everyone on that team is going to get into the Saints Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, for the, for the majority of it, yeah. yeah. And uh, obviously it's it's when you stack up those stats along with that Super Bowl, that's when you can tell yourself, okay, like Drew Brees, like Marcus Colson. We already know those two are going to be a lock in the, in the Ring of Honor. Sean Payne, of course, uh, Ring of Honor. Like, yeah, I but- think... I'll say yeah. th- thanks for joining us, Jay Perdue. And I'll say this about Sean Payton: he can he can go into the Ring of Honor. He can go in the Ring of Honor, no question, no question. He deserves it, but he cannot go into the Ring of Honor during a Saints game in which he is coaching on the other sideline. That is not allowed. Like they cannot put Sean Payton in the Ring of Honor while he's coaching the Cowboys. I don't care if it's a bye week. No. He's got to be fully retired before he can go into the Ring of Honor. That's my, that's my, uh, that's my only request as far as Sean Payton is uh, is going. So we got some more people. We got D one. What does Mark Ingram have to do to get into the Ring of Honor? I was going to say he has to get more yards this season. Then, Much more yards, you think? Like yeah. I, I'm thinking, like at least 700. At least, because last year um, he didn't have that much yards he, compared he, to other seasons. He, he, he you know what I'll say teams. though? I'll say D1. I'll say he he didn't look uh he didn't look washed up. Like he had burst. Now he got hurt, and he didn't look as good at the end of the year. But, like, right. the Philly game, the first Tampa mm-hmm. game when they brought him back, like, he looked like he had a little something in the tank left. So if right. he can get healthy, like, I, th- I think there's not there's – a, there's a chance that right. if Kamara gets suspended, I don't think it will be six, six games. games. But it's if it's six not games. six games, let's say it's three, I think mm-hmm. there's a chance that, like – they get Mark Ingram, and we're like, wow, Mark Ingram, three games. He had 240 yards and four touchdowns, which would be like 80 yeah. yards a week. And we're like, hey, he looks pretty good. Like, I don't – I think that's a that's a possibility because he he mm-hmm. did – the thing is with Mark Ingram, you cannot he, – he's not what he was in 2018. He, you, he can't even mm-hmm. – I don't even know, like, if he can be he can be a full tandem with Kamara. That's why I worry so much about running back. But I think if he got if he got seven hundred yards and like seven touchdowns this year, I think then marking him in the ring of Ring of Honor, it's really close. It's really close. And if the Saints win a, if the Saints won a Super Bowl or he had a monster playoff game, I think I think he would I think he would get there. So. D one, thanks, thanks for joining us. Uh, we got, no we got Jason Champ, we got Jason Champagne, and then we got Ruben. Jason, what is marking? What does he, what does he have to do to get to the Ring of Honor? And and do you think he gets there? So, I think you're, I think you're, you and I are thinking exactly the same. Right now, Ingram has seventy eight hundred seventy eight yards. So he needs 622 to get to 8,500, which is a good round number. Nice NFL career. Mm-hmm. Now, when you talk, when you're talking Hall of like NFL Hall of Fame running backs, you're talking guys that have 10,000 plus yards on average, about 80 touchdowns. I think for Saints Hall of Fame or, or Saint, not Saints Hall of Fame. I'm sorry, Ring of Honor. Saints Ring of Honor. Fingram gets to 8,500, and, and that's doable this year. Like you said, with the potential Camara suspension and a really good 
playoff run, especially if it ends in a Super Bowl and he scores a touchdown oh, or two in the Super Bowl. Lock. I, I think he's a mortal lock at 8,500 yards and let's say he's at 64 touchdowns right now, so 70 touchdowns. That's a damn good career. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, you know I think that gets him in. If if we don't have a good playoff run, those numbers may not be quite enough. Yeah, like like the thing is that the thing that's so interesting for Ingram and why I did this topic is you know because like I said at the top we don't have that much Saints. The thing that I find so interesting is you know before he came back last year it was like well he didn't get the he didn't get the career rushing record and we're like he's a Saints Hall of Famer but they brought him back and now it's like yeah. it's right. It's like right there. It's it, it it's 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 far, but it's close. You know, it's far, but it's close. But it's like it's right there. If he could just find the fountain of youth and give us a pretty good year and have some special moments, he might get there. And that's why that's why it's a fun, that's why it's a fun topic. And the thing with Mark Ingram was people. We were so sad when he left, right? And oh yeah, he came back. And I feel like the moment when Ingram came back was kind of the peak moment in the Saints season. Not there where, we, where we didn't have other fun moments because they shut out Tampa, right? And they, they had some fun moments. Out. But when they traded for Ingram, that was the week going into Tampa. And I remember I was, they like I, I saw the Texans tweet where they're like, Mark Ingram's not at practice. It's probably just a Veterans Day. And I tweeted out just like, no, no, no. He's getting traded. He's coming to the States. Make it. I'm going to put this out in the atmosphere. I tweeted something out like, I'm just putting this out in the atmosphere. I'm going to try to make this happen. And I remember when they announced that they got Ingram, we did we did this. I think we did a Twitter Spaces on it. We, it may have yeah. been, and we did it. We were so excited. And there was a feeling of they got Ingram back. They announced it to the team. The team went bananas because they love Mark. And it was a feeling of like, they're 4-2. and two. We just brought Ingram home. We're going to kick Tampa's ass on Sunday, and we're going to be 5-2. and two. And then on your, and we got Onyemata back, and Michael Thomas is going to get back. And like there was all this – we made it to the hard part. And, of course, it didn't go that way. The injuries just kept coming, and it didn't work out. But in that moment when they got Ingram, I think it was like – one of the funnest moments because we felt like everything was in front of him. It didn't work out that way, but uh, if, if 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 Mark Ingram, he can get, I think you're right. If he can get 650 yards and six touchdowns, I think that'll get him there, Jason. I think that'll get him to the Ring of Honor. Yeah. That in one and, big one big playoff game or a Super Bowl touchdown. And I I just have this vision, like you've now it's planted in my head of him. And Cam holding up that holding up that Lombardi at the end of the season with Jameis eating the W right behind him. <laughs> I love that is a Ring of Honor moment, and I both love... of those dudes oh, yeah. are going to go in the Ring be, of Honor if that it, happens. It'll be, I think Cam's already there. It'll be a Twitter right. avatar for nine million Saints fans everywhere, or a ban- <laughs> or a banner on Facebook. Um, but thanks, thanks for joining us, Jason. I appreciate it. Um, all right, Ruben, what? What does Mark Ingram have to do to get into the Ring of Honor, and do you think he can get there? I think he's already in there. Um, you think he'll get I, the I Ring of that, Honor? Mm. Yeah, I think if he retired today, I think he'd, he'd get in there because he's a Saint. He's already the Saints' all-time leading rusher. Yeah, and I mean, I I, I know he he's not elite, and he hasn't really been even NFL elite, uh, but the longevity of him being on this team and he's probably one of the more recognizable faces and he's a, he's a fan favorite right now. He's a, he's a fan favorite in this era. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Drew's getting the ring of honor, Cam Jordan, Demario Davis and Colston. Those are the four that I think are there for a hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I agree with that. I agree with know, that. Camara, 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 yeah, Camara's getting there too. So that's five. But I think I don't think I don't. Thing is, I don't think Ingram's there. I might be wrong, and in ten years I'll be at the dome, and they'll be, and they'll be putting him in the Ring of Honor, and maybe he doesn't have a great twenty twenty two, and and his career's kind of finished. But I, but I just I just think he needs a little bit. He needs a little bit more. The one thing with 
Mark Ingram that I find really interesting is Saints fans when we talk about what they need, right? We're like because we we like the roster, we love all the offices. people are you know, and even today I was they, they had a uh, PFF was like they need to, the Saints need to trade for Kareem Hunt, and I was like, eh, I don't really like him because he's got the off the field stuff, and I'm like, does Cleveland really want to trade him and all that? Do the Saints really want to give up a pick for a guy that they might only have one year? But the interesting thing about the Saints running back problem, which a lot of Saints fans and we talk about it endlessly because it's one of the few holes they have along with tight end and maybe defensive tackle, right, where they need to add a body. The interesting thing with running back is almost every Saints fan that I interact with, they're like, I think the Saints need another running back, but I really hope I'm wrong, and I hope Ingram just kicks ass. Like, we wanted, so, we want him to be good so bad, you know? Well, you, you know they're going to bring somebody in. I mean, it's it's if, if Kamara's going to get suspended for six games – Mark Ingram's kind of on the back end of his career. Yeah, I mean he's never been injury prone, but you never know. His body, um, you, get, you get to the his age at a running back. It's it's always dicey. I would love for Kareem Hunt to for a trade like that. I mean, maybe you'd have to give a. Honestly, I think a third round pick would actually do I think, it. But I think you know. it's going to be. I think I think it would be. I think it's potentially lower. What? I think it's potentially lower than that. Yeah. Um, the thing with Cleveland though is Cleveland has, you know, they have they go three deep at running back. But the thing is, if Deshaun Watson gets suspended for six, eight games or the season, Cleveland might be like, "Oh God, we got Jacoby Brissett. We need all the running backs we're gonna get because we're gonna just try to grow, we're just gonna try to run teams into the ground." So the one thing I'll too, I, I will say too is running back is one of those things. A running back and a guard are things that you can get at the end of camp. Like if the Saints decide, oh no, Mark Ingram's kind of washed, you can trade for a running back. You can grab a running back when teams make cuts. You can get a running back and you can get like a guard. Um, and I, I honestly could see a scenario where maybe not Kareem Hunt, but another team is like, hey, we have this veteran running back, but we have this other, we have this UDFA, or we have this guy that we drafted in the sixth round, and he beat out this run, this veteran running back, and we're cutting that guy, like Latavius Murray for the Saints, right last year. He wasn't great for Baltimore; he wasn't even good, but he's kind of like serviceable as your second guy, right? So I think running back is something that the Saints they could do it the week of the season opener if it comes to that. but Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. I just kind of – I still have bad memories. I think was it t- uh, 2010 whenever we had like Julius Jones or <laughs> oh, one of the Jones Julius, brothers. Julius you know, Jones uh, smoking cigs on the sideline. They had Julius Jones. <laughs> they, they literally ran out of running backs in the – I mean everybody remembers Beastquake because of the playoff game in Seattle. But that game – they literally were like out of running backs that game. I think they were running. Uh... I, I, yeah, I felt like I felt like we were wait, a, a fumble waiting to happen in that game. Keith Evans, I think, at one point was playing tailback and getting carried. I mean, that's why Drew Brees threw the ball a ridiculous amount of times. Um, but running backs, like I said, running backs a, a thing that you can they could fix late. And listen, still got Abram Smith, you know. Um, they still got Tony Jones Jr. So that they've got, they've still got some, some, some options uh, to fill there. But I just, I want this so bad. Like Ingram being great and having more moments this year would be so, so fun. Like you know, my dream, my dream scenario for the home opener against Tampa. I want a Honey Badger pick six, and I want Ingram. To have a monster game, although against Tampa, that's asking a lot because their run defense is even. The Saints and Tampa are like the last three years the best run defenses anywhere. So asking Ingram to <laughs> have a good game against Vita Vey and that front of Tampa might be asking a lot. Um, but that's kind of what I want. I just, I, it's fun. But uh, I, I really think that if he if he performs really well in those six weeks that, that Kamara's out for. I think that's going to elevate whatever chances he. I mean, I, I think he's already in, but I mean, that's going to just make you know that's going to make it more easier just to have him in. Just if he carries the the load at running back for those six weeks. 
Yeah, and it, I mean, like you, I, I think it, he's he's like I said. That's why I brought this question up because I feel like it's an argument where you're either people like you where you're like, I think he's there. I think he's getting into the ring of honor. Or you're like me where you're just like, he's so close. Just a little bit more, Mark. Just give me one more year that's decent and you're there. So that's why I brought up this topic. One other thing, Ruben, before you go. If I said to you, you don't have to necessarily give me a name. And you can't, don't do running back. But if I said the Saints can add one more position guy, and, and I'm not saying it's even a quality guy, but if I, but if, if, if me and Andrew are going to have a breaking news podcast, and it's going to be breaking news podcast next week, what position player would you want the Saints to sign to give us a breaking news news podcast? If I said they can only have one more, they'll add one more dude before training camp starts, and you can't do running back, what position would you want? Oh, it's tight end easily. <laughs> Just easily it's tight end. We have nothing at that position. I mean, you know, I I swear, I think you guys are going to do it if we get uh, Eric Ebron. You know, <laughs> like, like, that's going to be a good podcast, unfortunately. Er, listen, Eric Ebron, say what you want about him. He's a functional average to below average tight end, and it would easily he's easily, to me, probably the best tight end the Saints have on the roster because Taysom – is hopes and dreams at tight end. He really doesn't yeah. like we're, we're saying, Oh, we think he can be this. We think he can be that. We think he can block. Okay. We think he can be good. We know he can be good in, in goal and goal lines and short yardage, but that's not really being a tight end. That's Taysom stuff as a tight end. It's like hopes and dreams and that, that sort of thing. Then Ruben, thanks. Thanks for joining us. My guy that I want the saints to add, would be if they could add in Dominic and Sue. And I don't know, like, he's a guy, he is a straight mercenary, and he's the kind of guy I feel like that he's just going to wait it out until a team has an injury, and then they're going to pay him 5 to $10 million guaranteed because they're going to be like, oh, crap, we are really thin at defensive tackle. Dominic and Sue, get in here and, and help us. So... I think he's going to wait it out. But if you added him and you had Indomitian Sue and Onyemata at defensive tackle, the Saints run defense, you think it was good before, it would be impregnable. And Indomitian Sue, he's not what he was at Detroit or even really what he was with the Rams when they played in the Super Bowl and he, he played with them. But he's still a dude that teams can't move him. At defensive tackle, you can't move him, and his run and the run defense is amazing. He was part of the reason why Tampa was so great against the run. If the Saints could, if the Saints could add him, I would love it. Um, I just don't like. He's not. Dominic and Sue isn't going to play for like one year, three million dollars. Like he ne- he never has. He's always been a guy about his money. So like, uh, I just don't see him. I just don't see the Saints. Adding him, but he would be my dream ad. Although Ebron would, Ebron would be good, um, and we, you know, put running back aside. Um, but it's going to be really, to me, in, interesting this this preseason because we have we have you know Dennis Allen during uh, the mini camps, he got so frustrated. He's like, listen, guys, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a doctor. I don't want to talk about these injuries anymore because that's all we're asking about. We are going to be obsessed with, as Dr. Thomas said, Michael Thomas running routes that aren't a straight line. We're going to be obsessed with Jameis Winston not limping. We got Peyton Turner with his shoulder injury. We got, Davenport missing part of his finger coming back. Uh, so we we got these all these injuries to watch during camp, uh, which is going to be interesting. I, I want to ask you guys uh, if you want to talk about – tell me what you think Mark Ingram needs to do for the Ring of Honor. But who's a guy – in training camp, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a undrafted free agent because you know we're going to do the UDFA adopted UDFA Sun draft uh, right before training camp starts, which is one of our favorite things we do at Saints Happy Hour, where we all pick a UDFA Sun. Uh, but I want to know a guy that you're looking at camp, 
and you're thinking can, you're interested in him if how he's progressing can he make the team is it a guy that you are really focused in to get better you know and to me I'm really interested to see um, Caesar Ruiz and I think listen as normal fans we <laughs> we look at it and we you know if you're an Andrew I wish he was here. He's struggling beating the 55-year-old woman at tennis. He knows offensive line, and he knows the techniques, and he knows how to break it down. Most of us, we don't know. But I'm curious to see Cesar Ruiz with Doug Marone. If he struggles in camp, and we're like, oh, Cesar Ruiz, not, not, he's not running with the ones. I'm curious to see what happens with him. And I think he's a guy that will be able to sort of get a read on, you know, the people that are out there that in practice that are really good at, at watching at watching practice and understanding the Nick Underhills, they'll tell us and they'll be like, he's not running with the ones he's struggling. The other thing that I'm going to be interested in is you remember last year, the, and, and, and I always kick myself after the year, and I say, God, I can't believe I missed that. And you remember last year, Ken Crawley had a great camp, and they were like, oh, Ken Crawley, he's reborn. Chris Richard has told him to focus on one route, and he's just focused on taking that one route away, and he's having a marvelous camp, and he got hurt, and then he disappeared, and we never heard from him again. That, to me, should have been a gigantic red flag that the Saints receivers were dog duty in a bag. Because if Ken Crawley is having great practice after great practice after great practice, that means something's wrong at receiver. So this year, the receivers we know are better. So I expect, I want to have a couple days in a row. You don't want to see it all the time because then you're like, oh my God, maybe the, the new safeties and the defense isn't as good as we thought. But I want to see this year for in, for the for the offense, I want to see them win a couple days in a row where they're like, you know what? Jameis and Landry, Jameis and Olave, they were cooking and that's three out of four practices where they've kind of lit the Saints defense up. Like, I want to see that because last year, the offense... They mostly got their butt handed to them every single day. And we should have known better when they were like, Ken Crawley's having a great camp. No, he wasn't. (laughs) Saints receivers were terrible. And we had the same thing on the flip side in 2014. We thought back then it was like the, the deepest, best Saints roster in history. And the media was like, Brandon Cooks. He looks amazing. He's torching this defense every single day. And we were like, oh, Saints hit on a draft pick. When we should have maybe considered, no, he's a rookie receiver. Maybe there's a problem with this defense. And I'm going to try to keep that in mind this year. Because it's really hard, right? Because when the Saints are going against each other, it's hard to judge them. But I do think, look at the trends. So, you know, Read your daily practice reports. And if you see a trend where one side of the ball is stomping the other side repeatedly or they're struggling, you know, like if we're in the deep into camp and we're like the interior of the offensive line is getting whipped every single day, yeah, it's because the Saints defense is good. But it also might be Ruiz, he ain't got no better, Pete, not fully healed up from his injury, and he's wild inconsistent, and you might have serious issues on the interior. So I'm just saying, keep that in mind, guys. And, you know, if anybody has any more any thoughts on Mark Ingram getting here, because we're going we're gonna to be getting out of here in a couple minutes, as, as uh, I'm, always, uh, I'm always excited when, uh, when Jude struggles against a 55-year-old woman playing tennis. Uh, it's good times. Um, so I have to say camp is almost here. We're almost to July. And by the way, if you are a $12 patron uh, annually, the Smoke Monday Everyday t-shirts, they're here 
My wife is going to be getting them mailed out in the next week or so. Dave, gracious as he was, gave me some extras. So if you didn't sign up for the Smoke Monday t-shirt and you were thinking about it and you think it's too late, sign up. We got larges. We got about 10 extra size if you want to do a large or an extra large we got some sizes extra shirts you can still sign up get in all you have to do is be a $12 patron annual you save two months so you save two months and you get the booze bonus and you get the shirt you should do it it's amazing I'm just saying so guys thanks for joining us tonight we appreciate you uh, sorry Juge couldn't make it he got defeated by a 55 year old housewife on the tennis court Thanks to JLD Hot Sauce and Knives for sponsoring the show. They allow it to everyone to get the whole episode. We appreciate them. So, guys, support the show. And thanks again. Without you guys, we wouldn't have won that award. The listeners, you are the people that made it possible. We're so humbled and so grateful. Off of that. But thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us for this Twitter Spaces, and we will see you again tomorrow. Today's episode of Saints Happy Hour is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They are here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats. Go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org, open Instagram, and type in at sportsdrink, spelled sports drink without the vowels. That's S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 